Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies, a podcast for women seeking to live a gospel-centered life in a Latter-day world. I'm your host, Jenny Moss. Hello, ladies. I am excited to be here with you guys tonight and a little bit anxious, which is funny because we're talking about anxiety. So maybe I need to be a little anxious to really, truly get to the root of what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, This is something I've wanted to talk about for years. I feel like um, we talk about anxiety sometimes. You know, sometimes they talk about it at conference. Sometimes they talk about it in Relief Society. But it affects so many people I know. And, um, I feel like we need some good, hard principles of how to combat anxiety in our lives. And especially when we are trying to do the spiritual things. So have you ever gotten all ready to have a heartfelt prayer, started talking to heavenly father, and then feel yourself spiral into anxiety or get ready to read your scriptures and you're all ready and it's quiet and nice and you start reading your scriptures and then you feel those feelings and thoughts coming on or when you're sitting in sacrament meeting or relief society well I definitely have I actually had my first panic attack happen while I was sitting and waiting for a session to start in the temple I had no idea what was happening and why And thankfully, I made it to the other side of the attack, but then I spent hours thinking about it, and for the weeks following, these questions kept coming up in my mind. My thoughts were like, am I unrighteous? Is that why I had a panic attack? Is it wrong that I'm here on a mission? Is that why I feel anxious? Or why would I have a panic attack in the temple when that's a sacred place? I I later realized that a panic attack and anxiety have nothing to do with worthiness. So what causes anxiety? There are a couple things. Um, Unresolved trauma, stress buildup like a big event or a buildup of smaller stressful events. For example, a death in the family or illness personally or with a close loved one work stress or ongoing worry about finances, having physical and mental health issues, all of these different things can cause anxiety. And then there are people, those of us with generalized anxiety disorder, who have intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Honestly, it can be debilitating. And for those friends, I highly suggest finding a therapist who practices CBT, mindfulness, and EMDR. I also personally have found support for my incredible mood stabilizer and SNRI. I have seen miracles through therapy and through medication and miracles for other people as well. And I highly recommend looking into it, praying about it, and seeing if those things are right for you. Honestly, I think it makes perfect sense why someone would have anxiety come up while praying or sitting in the temple, whether they have a chronic mental health issue or not. As a young missionary, 
being in the temple was the only time that I had free space in my brain. It really was the only unstructured time of the day uh, to think, and that's where fear can thrive. I started thinking about the mission, and then I went down the rabbit hole of the ins and outs of my future as a missionary and as a human being. I also wondered how I could possibly go 18 months without talking to my mom every day, who's my best friend. The fear was thriving in my mind with questions that I was unafraid to ask and find answers for. As a mom, I have faced similar experiences where the first time of the day where I'm not interacting with someone or doing something and just having a quiet moment is usually when I'm about to pray. Many times during those first quiet moments, I start my prayer to Heavenly Father and I can feel the fear and anxiety try to creep in. So, what do we do about this unstructured time? And how do we connect with God without spiraling about how, about how we are going to do when the kids leave the house? That's one of my constant anxieties. And keep in mind, all four of my children are under the age of seven currently. <laughs> the first thing that I can suggest to do during this unstructured time the time where we're trying to connect with God is to first brain dump. Brain dumping is writing out your fears and anxieties that you're having in your mind. If you speak to them, they will become less of an intangible item in the brain and become a real problem to tackle. Write them down before you pray. Circle the ones that you want to counsel about with God. Put a pin in the ones that you can't you can wait to figure out like my kids leaving the house and throw out the anxieties that are irrational like my anxiety of swimming with dolphins it's it freaks me out because i've always wanted to swim with dolphins it's been a dream ever since i was a little girl but i have this anxiety that when i do it i will get bitten by one yes this anxiety is irrational and yes i need to throw it out but i'm not quite ready to <laughs> When you write your fears down, it takes power out of them. It turns them into real problems. And real problems always have solutions. The next thing I suggest is to notice patterns. I have noticed that there are certain things that give me added anxiety in my life. One of those things is scheduled phone calls. I notice that every time I have a work call or I have to call the insurance or do something adult on the phone, I start to feel physically ill. Noticing these patterns and the, the accompanied anxiety helps us see the places where we're triggered. We then write these things down. After you write them down, you're able to notice things about the phone call and start to break down that fear or anxiety. For me, I noticed that with phone calls, I feel anxious about being put on the spot. I like to have time to think about my answers. So to solve that anxiety, I've learned better communicative boundaries to say things like, um, no, that's not going to work for me, or 
I will get back to you on that. I'm definitely still working on this, but my anxiety has dissipated tremendously, which is important because as an adult, you have to make phone calls. (laughs) The next thing I suggest is to try to be more aware of thoughts. When my therapist asked me to become more aware of my thoughts, I honestly thought it didn't sound that helpful. But in the coming weeks, I became aware of anxious thoughts that I had that accompanied things like grocery shopping or trying clothes on for Sunday. I realized that there were a lot of thoughts and messages passing through my brain that I was not aware of. There were things that I was thinking that were just not true and very unkind about myself. Some very negative self-talk led to anxious feelings about me going to church. Checking ourselves against the truths of the gospel and the truths of the universe can help us recenter. If I didn't notice my thoughts, I wouldn't be able to check those ideas against truth. Jacob says, The Spirit speaketh the truth and lieth not. Wherefore, it speaketh the things as they really are, and of things as they really will be. That's Jacob 4.13. From noticing my thoughts and finding a pattern and then writing it down, I was able to see truth. I wasn't anxious about going to church. I was anxious about feeling comfortable in Sunday clothes because my body had changed since having cancer that year. Listening to my thoughts, writing them down, helped me see the patterns that I needed to work through so that I could love my body as it was and understand that it changed because I was sick and that I was still beautiful and that my body was still wonderful and it helped me be alive. Having all of those positive thoughts came from noticing the negative thoughts. The truths of the Spirit don't just confirm the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. He can inspire us to know how to heal from anxieties and what steps to take to find healing. My journey has been a long one, but I can say I'm in such a clearer space now. My mind has grown and expanded through separating truth from false. Some of the other things that I've tried is mindfulness and breathing techniques, talking openly to trusted friends and family, giving myself breaks. Breaks for me look like this. Baths, massages, long romantic walks through Target, or going on a long drive. I've also seen a huge deal of peace in my life come from gaining an eternal perspective and studying that specifically. Also asking for help when things become overwhelming. These are the things that have helped me, but find things that help you feel calm in your mind to be able to sort through your thoughts. Some suggestions are swimming, running, cooking, or even Sudoku. I read this incredible quote from a BYU Education Week's talk that I'm trying to track down, and I will definitely link when I do track it down. It's from a woman named Deborah McClendon. She said this about discerning between truth 
or between the spirit and anxiety. The spirit is encouraging and helps people act with intent, whereas anxiety is condemning and urgent. The spirit gives clarity, hope, and allows people time and space to ponder, while anxiety is confusing, impulsive, and creates despair and less stability. I love that. That's so great. I know it's very easy to have feelings of anxiety intertwine with your spiritual feelings. They're going to come up because our mental state and our spiritual state are so deeply interconnected. Often in our pursuit to listen to this still small voice, we remove the distractions that were numbing our anxieties. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Distractions are anything ranging from children, family duties, work, uh, being on our phones, rushing from thing to thing. We're very, very busy. And so there are a lot of distractions from our anxieties. So when these anxieties do come through, instead of shutting down those thoughts and worries, listen to them, write them out clear your mind, make a plan to address the things that are hidden most deeply in your heart. My husband and I play a game called what else? He's become very sensitive to my anxiety and spirals in the last 15 years of knowing and loving me. (laughs) He starts by promising not to solve anything I say. And then he asks me what's wrong. Once I say what I'm frustrated about, he'll say, what else? Then I list the next thing that I'm stressed about. And then he says, what else? We go on for as long as I need to, which sometimes is quite long. And once we get to a, that's all the things, then we decide what's most pressing. Sometimes I ask for his solutions. Sometimes just listing them out loud is enough. And sometimes we go point by point and brainstorm answers. There are difficult things that we are all facing right now. Whether we are personally going through them or watching someone struggle, this can bring anxiety and worry to the surface. I know that if we address the fears and replace them with truth and light, we can lessen the load of our worries. Some heaviness may take repeated efforts to find truth and light, but I promise you it's there. Hold on, the light will come. I just want you guys to know that this part one of talking about anxiety and prayer is very dear to my heart, but they are things that have worked for me. If there are things that have worked for you, please share them with those around you. Share them with me. We need your experience. We need your successes in overcoming fears and anxieties. And when we speak to these things, we can shore up the people around us who may be afraid to speak to them right now. I spent so many years feeling ashamed 
and uncomfortable talking about this. I felt very alone. And once I started talking to loved ones who I trusted, I realized how common this can be and how it can infiltrate every area of our life if we don't truly dig deep and listen to the things that are stressing us out and giving us worries. It can be really hard doing this work, writing out those fears and trying to address them and trying to face them, but I promise you it is better than feeling oppressing anxiety and a debilitating feeling of being incapacitated by worry. I know that you guys can overcome these things and the Lord is there to help you and be with you every step of the way. I love you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here and tune in for part two. Have a wonderful day. Bye.